Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's best... Well, I don't think I can really say they're the best football team in the world right now because Villa just lost 2-1 at home in the FA Cup third round to League 2 side Stevenage. It is possibly one of the worst results in the club's history. So, uh, yes, I cannot wait to do this podcast all about it. We're joined today by our guest Richard Stevens. He's an Aston Villa season ticket holder who's been on this podcast before. Uh, unfortunately for him, it didn't go as well as last time when we beat Man United 3-1. No, he was at today's game, saw what happened. So, Rich, firstly, my commiserations for enduring that. It's now seven years without a win in the FA Cup for Villa. Just, <laughs> wow. Um, well, uh, what did you make of the... Uh, 2-1 loss to Stevenage. Yeah, thanks a lot, Fran, and thanks for having me back. It's a slightly different mood to, um, I think, yeah, as you said, the Man United game, when we riding on the crest of a wave after a three, an historic 3-1, 3-1 win today. Well, historic for other reasons, like you said. So, yeah, it was pretty, well, desperate. It's, it's too strong. I mean, um, got to keep it in context. But, yeah, it was pretty grim. Um the full spectrum of being a Villa fan, I think the two games you've referred to, in fairness, the last few weeks actually with with Unai in charge, mm. some incredible, incredibly good away wins at places like Tottenham and Brighton and beating Man United, and then a classic, classic Villa, you know, pathetic home home defeat to yeah. to, to Stevenage. But yeah, um, there's not too much really to, to to say. I mean, it was it was pretty grim I, I think it's also the timing of it I was I was saying to my dad as we left the ground actually that Villa always, always seems to be very badly in the games where lots of small children have been given a ticket to the Villa for Christmas it's normally <laughs> it's normally the queue for a really terrible result and I have to say I wasn't expecting today to be one of those but it turned out all those kids who got their first taste of Villa Park you know, <laughs> <laughs> really got it. They were straight in at the defence. Uh, yeah. Freezing cold home defeat against Stephen. Well, freezing cold is an exaggeration. Pretty cold, but also pretty bleak home defeat. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've been to a lot of these games before. Um, I think the only thing I can really compare it to is when we lost to Bradford in the League Cup semi-final. Uh, they at the time were also League Two. Um, was it was three one? I think we lost. Uh, yeah, and, that that sounds about right. And then drew one all at home and um, just went out. And yeah, I mean, but there was um, there been others, haven't there? Was wasn't the chilling? Um, it's just like an endless stream of these <laughs> terrible results. Do, um, under the David O'Leary era, we lost three uh, 0 at Doncaster. I think. Yeah, I remember the- that. I remember that. That's right. Um, um, just this, yeah. This was this was bad because we didn't play very well, but the game was under control for a long, yeah. for most of it. To be honest, um, a lot of very unconvincing possession, let's say, and then yes. some wild shots from Coutinho. Uh, Bailey was have had one of his days where he struggled a bit. I'd never, I didn't have the feeling of, oh, this is going to be turned around. And then mm. the, the, the penalty, the red card. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't watched any of the highlights. So I, I have no interest in watching the highlights. But there's some, felt something odd about the winner as well. That From the corner, yeah, whole team was jammed in the six-yard box, it felt. And then they just like rolled it 
to someone who then just smashed a sort of speculative low long ranger that went in and mm. he just felt uh, that's probably the least incisive analysis of a, a goal we've conceded ever but it just felt odd we felt com- we, we felt like we were completely caught by surprise that they might take a short corner and then uh he just yeah. sort of smashed it in and, and that was it but it wasn't I don't know what to say I mean I think it's it's important to um, take these things to, <laughs> to, to, moder- to moderate your reaction a little bit just as yes. it's important to not to be running around aiming for the Champions League having beaten Tottenham away it's also important now that no one's yeah, to use an old expression throwing the baby out with the bathwater you know, okay, mm. a dire result but I still think Unai Emery knows what he's doing highly embarrassing but ultimately I hope we can get over it in time for the Leeds game yes uh that's the thing I guess you know whenever you start a weakened team in a cup game um even you know against league two sides conference sides you you are asking potentially for trouble in the sense you'll have a team of 11 who aren't that used to each other um, against a side who play with each other every single week. And ultimately, though they're League Two, they are professional footballers, so they're very good at football. And they're also, you know, top two in their league. Um, so, you know, you, you, ultimately you kind of are asking for a potential trouble, but at the same time, you like, these are Premier League players. You know, there's, the reason they're in the Premier League is because they're just levels above those who are not uh, generally... And um, to, you know, I I think the criticism I would have is, you know, obviously Villa dominated possession in the game. um, But the main criticism was just at the end, like Dendonka's touch um, for them to then rob the ball, Stephen just rob the ball off him, get a penalty, the red card. It was just so lethargic and lazy and almost like, well, you know, I'm a Premier League player and, you know, whatever, who cares? I'm going to be, this is going to be fine. And then guess what? It wasn't. And uh, and then to follow that up minutes later, you know, you said the goal was odd um, for uh, for Steven is the second goal. When I watched it, I was like, um, they literally played the ball out to him for a short corner. And it's like nobody reacted except Ollie Watkins, who just sort of half jogged to the ball. It was just, it was such a... Um, I think, you know, the application was so shocking in those final five minutes. The lack of control was so shocking for Premier League level players that um, I just can't help but think that surely Unai Emery's learned quite a lot about some players here who maybe he's going to figure quite quickly, I don't really want. And the couple of players that maybe, you know, I, I think on this podcast, we're very polite about uh, about the Villa players. We always try and defend those who are going through tough form we always try to be rational and fair because ultimately these people are humans. You know, it's hard when you've got your own fan base on your back. Um, so, you know, I always try and find a way to defend these players and, you know, um, look for reasons that maybe they're not in form or whatever. But you've got to look at a couple of performances today. And, you know, I'll mention Leon Bailey, um, Dendonka, where I say, you know, like... There is a real player in Bailey. Like, there's been games where he's been unplayable, but today and at Wolves, it's like God. That was that was frustrating to watch. Um, you know, and if you're a thirty million pound player, you surely have to think. You know, think to yourself, you're not going to turn inside at illogical moments so constantly, or 
hold on to the ball when you don't need to so regularly. And, um, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know whether a player like Bailey's going through poor form at the moment or whether, you know, Unai Emery's going to look at a, a couple of big signings Villa have made in the last year. Dinier, Bailey, Dendonka, um, a few others, uh, and say, do you know what? I don't think this has quite worked. And maybe I, we need a bit of an overhaul again, which is so frustrating to say. But, um, you know, I'm speaking, you know, quite soon after a major loss. And I don't know whether I, perhaps I'm just being a little bit over emotional and maybe I'll calm down in the next few weeks and things will change again and players will perform again. But I don't know. I just felt um, today and a few other performances have maybe suggested to me that there might be a few players that just, I don't know, aren't, aren't quite working. Yeah, no, of course. I think it's I think it's a natural reaction. But having said that, I, I do absolutely understand what you mean. And um, of course, it's really, really disappointing, no question. But yeah. it's hard to, when we, it feels so much longer ago, but it was only a week ago that we were in a Tottenham with, not a too dissimilar team, to be honest, and exactly. played really, really yes. well. Yeah. Um, okay, the Wolves game, the first half against the Wolves was was pretty bad, but the second half we we played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we could potentially have won. I don't really hold it against Bailey that that miss at the end. Of no, course, he should all. have same, scored. I'm, but at the same time, it, it's not it's not a it wasn't a ludicrous sort of blazing over the bar from inside the six-yard box that it was on the wrong side. But, you know, everyone knows what it was. So I, I do get what you mean. Um, I, I think there are some players in, in the squad who probably you know, aren't as good as we'd like them to be. But then you have to sort of counter that and say, well, we probably as a team aren't as quite as good as we think we are. And yes, therefore, yes. The, yeah. the, the second string of our squad... It, are going to be some weaker players who are going to have some some bad games. And, uh, you know, people like, I think there's been times when Dendonka's come on and made a, a really positive impact. Like you said about Bailey, there's been games where he's been been really good. Both of them weren't particularly good today. But there were several other players who who seemed to struggle. I mean, again, it's easy to, to point to, to big names, but yeah. I mean, Philip Coutinho is someone who you think, blimey, I hit this guy. Is this guy really who everyone thought he was going to be? Yeah. Um, so I think probably, as you say, probably Emery is, Unai is now slightly regretting that he came out in the media yesterday saying our aim is to win the FA Cup. Um, he's probably learned that the hard way, that with the Villa, it's not a good idea to come out and say that before a third round tie. Yeah. Um, but equally, we should have won. There's absolutely oh, no yeah. excuse. There's no yeah. excuse for losing to, to Stevenage. I don't care if they're doing quite well in League Two. They were well organised and had some fairly decent players. But you know, whether it's our second team or our third, third team's too strong. Whether it's uh, a second team, a mixture of first and second team, we should be winning. Um, mm. I, I think. I get the feeling that Emery will move on some players. Maybe the way when Zanson left the pitch, he sort of applauded the, the crowd in a slightly more prolonged way than normal. I mean, this is really mm. reading into something that's potentially nothing. I can see him leaving, but that wouldn't be a big surprise. And he he's never really had a chance. And I wouldn't begrudge him leaving on loan with a view to a permanent deal. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was about today. It was one of those classic Villa performances where 
it just sort of we let it somehow slip away from yeah. us and then got in a panic and and then inevitably conceded and then had no idea what to do mm. once the wheels came off so yeah i mean i, I don't I don't think he'll panic massively. I think he'll be embarrassed that we lost. I'm sure everyone, I mean, we're all embarrassed that we lost at home to Stevenage. Um, regardless of how the last few weeks have gone, I mean, those those results are irrelevant in the sense of this being an embarrassing result. Hmm. But at the same time, also, like you said, Fran, in, in a few days, we'll probably have forgotten a little bit about this and focus on the Leeds game, but it's not ideal going into the sort of Leeds game on the back of such a pathetic home, home result to then yeah. be facing a, a team that the, the, the sort of opponent that we, we, we don't tend to do very well against. Although I'm, I'm contradicting myself that we had a reasonable record against Leeds in the last few seasons, but yeah, I don't know really what to say. I, I don't feel there wasn't anything tactically wrong. We mm. seemed a bit, a bit lethargic. We had lots of, you know, lots of the ball, but very few um, chances, or yeah. there wasn't much danger. I mean, would you, if you were a Stevenage fan, you wouldn't have the impression that they survived a siege for no, eighty-eight minutes and not scored. So yeah, I, thought... I mean, that was a lot of waffle and rambling. But I, I think, like you said, absolutely should have won. Yes, I'm sure that Unai's looked at some of the squad and thought, you know, is this going to work? Yeah. But at the same time, what other options have we got? Who are we going to sign? Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are we going to sign to come and sit on the bench for the Villa? It's not like we can, you know, oh, gee, Bellingham, do you fancy popping over? You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. completely it's completely unrealistic to, to, to think too far beyond that. So, let's see. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um... You know, I, I'm trying to think of a FA Cup final games that it reminds me of. And I do remember, I feel like Man United played Exeter at home at Old Trafford and maybe drew 0-0 or 1-1-0. And Exeter had loads of chances against them. And at that point, Exeter, you know, this was United under Alex Ferguson. Exeter were non-league. And it was quite clear that United's players just walked into it thinking they were going to win and were kind of like lethargic about it. And Exeter actually caused more problems than you thought. And again, I also remember United playing away at Burton Albion and drawing nil-nil. Um, a Burton Albion player nutmegging Ronaldo, I think this was, during, you know, peak era Ronaldo. Um, so, uh, you know, occasionally a Premier League team does just get caught out by turning up and just being a bit lethargic. And also at the same time, probably having a first eleven that doesn't always play together and perhaps just gets a bit caught out by not being too used to each other, playing against a side who are very, very used to each other. And like I say, you know, the, you know, whether they're League Two, non-league, whatever, these are still professional footballers. So they're still, still you know, talented footballers who can do a job. Um, and if you're, if you're a Premier League team who turns up on the day and is just not really, you know, focused, you can get caught out. And that's, I, I sort of think in the last five minutes, that's what kind of happened to Villa, really. Um, it's just, <laughs> I, I just feel so, I feel sorry for Uno Emery in a way, you know, he's, we've not, we're not out of two cups under him now. Um, you know, in both occasions we picked slightly weakened side, well, weakened sides, and um that's certainly something he'll definitely have learned a lesson about. Um, but uh, you know, with Emery, I, I I really feel like this is probably um the best manager we've had in just forever. Um, and I really do back him with what he's done in the Premier League so far as well, to be somebody who can turn around Villa's, you know, mentality of being a side that 
can be got at. Um, I really believe he's somebody who can turn us into a team that can actually be finally somebody who believes that we are winners. And, um, you know, you made a good point about comparing it to the Tottenham game. You know, exactly as you say, a lot of these players were so exceptional against Tottenham last week. They worked so hard and were so up for it. And that energy just wasn't there today, really, because you can't help but think maybe they thought we'll win this. And, you know, when you're dominating for long stretches, you probably think, yeah, we, we're on top here. And um, you just get caught cold. But when the other side actually does pull something out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You know, with regards to Emery, you know, there'll be a, a lot of Aston Villa fans who are very angry tonight about what happened. Um, I'm obviously still extremely supportive of Emery. It's very early in his, um, you know, period as a Villa manager and he's not even had a transfer window yet. Um, but, uh, you know, where do you sit on him uh, so far? Oh, completely. He's done a, I agree with everything he said. He's done a great job. If you look at the first few games, um, if you were to, to, to uh, we could easily be bottom of the league. Yes. Uh, had had we not made a change, about the the games that we've had with 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 Emery in charge, the points that we picked up from those games have propelled us so quickly. I believe. I think the last time mm. I was on after the Man United game, we were talking about, oh, let's make sure before we before <laughs> we start looking too far up the league that we're safe. We're not safe yet, but we've already put put a gap between us and the seven teams who are seven or eight teams who are really struggling at the moment. So I'm absolutely. Delighted with what he's done, and I, as embarrassing as today was, I don't hold that against Unai Emery, and it certainly should not be the grounds for anyone to even dare to begin to think about suggesting that we look at changing anything. That would just oh. be absolute insanity. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there is somewhere, someone somewhere on the internet questioning <laughs> but so, then you know the, yeah, yeah. some 13 year old with a player's avatar on Twitter yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly there will be someone somewhere questioning it but no we just got to I suppose he's he, he's he's earned certainly one terrible result and he will know this more yeah. than anyone and like we said he will he'll be very embarrassed that he went out in the media a day and a half ago saying we're aiming to win it and then we lose at home to Stevenage. Yeah. But that's probably as enough punishment as he needs. And I think there's the players need. Yeah. There's no point. Let's not overdo it. Um it's yeah. deeply embarrassing. Of course it is. But would we trade a couple of those Premier League results for a run in the FA Cup? I'm not sure. As awful as that sounds, I know we're all supposed to talk about the magic of the cup and all that stuff. I get it. But would we want to be scrambling around on 15 points, mm. uh, but we convincingly beat Stevenage tonight? Or would we rather have won at Brighton and Tottenham? Um, and be feel and safe. Yeah, yeah. And had a, a very, well, more than slightly ignominious home defeat. I think on balance, you take the second of those two options. Yeah, um, as, uh, as as unpalatable as as that sounds tonight, having just been yeah. there, I think it's what can what you know. You have to be realistic. No, I agree, and it, yeah, it's very easy to remember. You know, under the Gerard, it kind of felt like we were just on course for relegation. Really, I mean, I, yeah. I think if he'd stayed in charge, we'd be on our. We'd, we, I can't help but think, looking at the way the league is right now, that we wouldn't be in the bottom three. Um, and exactly, you take those that Brighton and Tottenham result and uh, the United result. Um, and, uh, you know, Emery's a manager who's done extremely well 
you know, the a lot of te- big high profile teams in fairness are quite comparable, probably in size to Aston Villa, you know, Valencia and Villarreal, though they've had a lot more success in Europe recently than we have. Um, historically, you know, they're, you know, not too dissimilar to what Villa have done before. So, um, yeah, I'm really still extremely behind Unai Emery and, um, Back him as a very intelligent manager who will have learned a lot from today and from recent, you know, performances um, and take them forward. And hopefully a couple of our players will use this as some kind of growth experience where they're like, that was the lowest point of my career. And uh, <laughs> I ain't going to let it happen again. Um, you never know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, even if, I, I, there may be, it's entirely possible that, that Emery did, spend the the 93 minutes wherever it was that he was watching it thinking that some of the squad aren't up to it and that's his decision I think it's entirely possible and I think mm-hmm. that there will be some players leaving but I don't think anyone will be leaving on the base of that game alone no I agree that yes. yeah that, that's going to maybe be him confirming his thoughts one way or the other yeah I, I, I'd, I'd be worried if we were making and I know that it's not the case Emery is clearly too far too sophisticated and far too experienced to be making rash, snap, knee-jerk reactions based on one game. But yeah. I suppose you would feel a bit uncomfortable if you were Dendonka or, or you know, having been sent off or I don't like to get at someone like Bailey, but Bailey after having a poor game or Coutinho after having yeah. you know far, far, far lower impact than he would like to have. But yeah. yeah. Let's see. I think, I think what, what, what is... What I think is maybe a bit more worrying is that the worrying is far too strong. What's irritating is that I hope that that hasn't taken um, too much momentum out of our the, mm. the league campaign. But the Wolves yeah. game already had that feeling of maybe a bit of a jolt to what we're building up. This I hope we can somehow put it to bed by the by the time we play Leeds and and get back on track I, 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 you wouldn't want us to now lose at home to Leeds and suddenly mm. we're being dragged back into the, the that, that bottom group so I let's see I think that'll be that'll be the, the, the challenge for for the Emery and the coaches and the players themselves will be to not let it disrupt the the, 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 the games we've got coming up because let's face it we've actually been through a really tough run of fixtures and we've, mm. we've been able to to collect a remarkable number of points, it would be now a shame. If, but it was all, it would also be very villa to now go into a slightly easier run of fixtures and end up coming away with like two points. From the next <laughs> yeah, five yeah, yeah. Turn up, you know, turn up against Leeds and just for some reason get battered or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that was always my, that was exactly my worry as well. Actually, as as uh, infuriated as I was after losing to Stevenage and being like, I think I need to walk to Antarctica just to cool down. Um, a long way. Well, I'm currently walking while I record this. Um, I'm ju- I've just just passed uh, uh, Hebden State uh, Services, so uh, yeah, I'll let you know when I get to Antarctica. Uh, might be a while, um, but yeah, I think um, uh, if um, you know uh, Villa kind of go on a poor run after this, it kind of knocks the confidence a little bit, or might you know makes people question Emery or whatever. Um, that would be a uh, that would be my concern, but I, like surely these these players will be like surely the, the Premier League players will just think right. I need to bounce back and prove myself again now. Turn up against Leeds and show them what I'm made of. Um, that's that's what you'd hope. 
Um, so and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully just not get dragged back into this into the any kind of um, you know relegation danger because I can't help but think that a couple of sides down in the bottom six are actually better than where they should be and we'll go on a bit of a run at some point. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's just get away from that and keep aiming for the top half. Um, and also, you know, I've got to mention it. I mean, it's how absurd is it that Emmy Martinez <laughs> two and a half weeks ago picked up a World Cup yeah. trophy <laughs> with Lionel Messi and then back to Aston Villa and, uh, oh, sorry, Emmy. I, I, honestly, part of me thought, part of me thought when Stephen has got that penalty, this is just a bit of sort of humour to what we're, a bit of gallows humour, yeah. let's say. Robin Olsen was really looking over to the bench and I thought, are they going to bring in, bring on Emmy to save yeah. the penalty? I, I yeah. really thought they might do that. The ultimate sort of psychological move. Yeah. This poor, I mean, in the end, it was a very convincing penalty, but you can just imagine Martinez limbering up, running <laughs> on, ta- taunting this League Two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Comedy wrestling villain. <laughs> yeah. But no, obviously, I mean, that would be, it's not playground football. There's no way they're going to bring on the goalkeeper to do that. But I did think, honestly, Olsen was really looking over at the bench. It was wow, probably for some right. entirely unrelated, unrelated reason. Yeah, what, I'm glad we didn't do that because I think that would have been, yeah, that would have been somewhat childish to bring on. Because probably if that blow, if 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 Reed then scores anyway, we look even more ridiculous that we <laughs> subbed on Emmy Martinez. Yeah. Oh, it was bad goodness. enough that we conceded the penalty, and then if we you know, made this huge deal of our World Cup winner running off, yeah, <laughs> uh, to runs on and then grabs the ball off the penalty spot and lobs it away, immediate booking. <laughs> Kicks it over the north stand. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Biff from Back to the Future. Go get your ball. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then it turns out the ball boy just flicks one on anyway. The whole <laughs> the whole effect. Yeah. Like Martinez looks at the ball boy like arms up in the air. What are you doing, mate? I'm what are you trying to psych him out here? Um <laughs> Yeah, I think um well that well look, Rich, that's uh that chat has uh, somehow kind of cheered me up a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I mean, there's no other way of describing it other than a, a disastrous result. And um, I, I'm gutted it's happened under, under Unai Emery, considering um, I still really believe that he's a manager who can lead Villa to, uh, you know, uh, a better place than we have been for, oh, I don't know, 30 years. Uh, so, 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 yeah. Um, Rich, any final thoughts on uh, that you want to leave no, us with? No, I think I think you've summed up perfectly. I think one of those deeply embarrassing days that we've experienced, sadly, many of as Villa fans want to bury um, in the you know the, 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 as deep as we possibly can, um, yeah. and just get over it and hope that we have a decent performance against Leeds, and yeah, we can be all right. Just think of all those children who got that Christmas Day present. Son, daughter, your first ever Villa game is going to be Stevenage in the FA Cup. And they were cheering and they thought, guaranteed victory. And that was it. And he was like, welcome to Aston Villa, kids. (laughs) That's the magic. The magic magic of Christmas. The magic magic of the FA Cup. (laughs) 
Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Frankie McGuire. Catch you later, Rich. Thank you for coming on. Cheers, Fran. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, speak soon, mate. And goodbye from me. We'll be back again very soon. But until then, ugh, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>